Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. Today we're in the south of Italy. In the region of Naples, four small municipalities team up for the energy transition so as to make their place attractive for current and future generations. Uxa, which is the official name of this group of municipalities, puts special emphasis on citizen-led initiatives. That is why they came to the ECF Collaboration Lab with representatives from local non-profit organizations focusing on social and environmental questions. In this episode, I talk to three people who are very much pushing for collaborative actions between the four cities and civil society. Vittorio Camarota and Clementina Palma represent the active youth, while Luigi Acquaviva brings in the city perspective. He is the president of UXA. Beyond the first objective of raising awareness and improving energy efficiency, the group aims for collective energy generation. Buongiorno to all of you. Welcome to our City Stories podcast. I'm really glad that you're there, the three of you, Vittorio, Clementina and Luigi. Uh, can each of you quickly present herself, himself, himself? Um, just give us your name and um, tell us a bit what you do. Luigi, what do you want to start? My name is Luigi Acquaviva. I work for the Ufficio Comune per la Sostenibilità Ambientale which is a coordination and planning office for environment, climate and energy in the, in the south of Italy, specifically in the metropolitan city of Naples, and the networks of four municipalities. All right. Uh, Clementina, yeah? <laughs> Good morning. My name is uh, Clementina Palma, and uh, I am 27 years old. Uh, here I represent the Forum Giovanni of San Jose Cristiano and his exhibition organism that brings young people closer to public institutions through social and environmental activities. Okay, so you represent the youth, and what about you, Vittorio? Hi, I am Ron. It's a pleasure to be here today. I am Vittorio Marotta, I'm 24, and I'm representing Palma Sociale, an association that encourages youth aggregation and organize events for the social policies and, as I said, youth aggregation. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's great. We have a city representative and then this youth and uh, socioeconomic part, uh, which is really important to push uh, energy communities further. Um, can you just say um, a few words, uh, Luigi, around the, the four municipalities that you're representing? Yes, as I say, we are in the metropolitan city of Naples in the south of Italy. Uh, the four municipalities are which uh, jointly uh, a population of 61,000 people. We work since 2015 on, on the area of the environment, climate and energy. Uh, the idea was to create a strategic planning office that was helping the municipalities to work alongside Europe on, on such things. 
um, it was sort of a reaction to the COP uh, in Paris in 2015. Um, the additional thing that I want to mention is that we have a very um, unique situation because the city council finance our activities and uh, later we started also coordinating the action that this strategic planning may produce, like in the case of the SECAPS. So our sustainable energy and climate plan. And so you thought it's probably easier to involve other associations and the local stakeholders and not to do it on your own. You're a group of quite different partners. Um, and during the collaboration lab, you were even more people involved. So you represent a number of different uh, organizations. Which synergies or contributions does each of you bring in for to push the energy transition and the implementation of the SICAP uh, objectives that you set? Well, as I say, I mean, uh, um, the approach that we did was to move forward from only making plans, uh, just to get uh, the proper stakeholder involvement. We uh, identified two targets. Uh, the first one was youth. For two main reasons. The first one, which is obvious, is the fact that they are going to be the ones uh, living with this decision, with the effort, this plan. And the other is because of, uh, currently uh, youth have a great capacity to uh, penetrate the community because they belong to families of the community, they are friends of families of the community, so they are the easiest uh, way to reach a community and to try to get them involved. Clementina, can you explain a bit how you um, as this youth organization are involved in the different activities that are driven or at least um, initiated by the municipalities? What type of joint projects do you have? In my case, like the uh, Sociale encourage the youth generation so they can uh, increase their sustainable mentality and uh, protect the environment. Mm -hmm. with, the, we, with the municipality we are currently working and uh, we are organizing events for, as I said, encouraging uh, the aggregation of you so we can spread the, the, this new type of mentality Okay, so it's essentially uh, awareness raising and making sure that the, yes. the the society really understands and has the same like priorities as you have, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, On a scale from one to ten, for example, how aware and engaged are citizens already in in your area when when it comes to energy generation, renewable generation? Is it something that people are already really keen on doing, or do you still need to promote it a lot and make sure that that you get people engaged on the topic? Uh, so, uh, on a scale from one from one to ten, uh, we are near to one. Aha, uh -huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But the fact that we are here shows we are more interested to have a sustainable world and just double poverty, and we are more informed 
I think as we are the, the new generation, of course, with all the social media stuff, uh, <laughs> we can be more uh, uh, informed and uh, also very quickly informed about uh, all the stuff and also about the, uh, uh, the environment. And, uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, that's a good point uh, from, uh, for us, but uh, the mentality uh, needs to be changed a lot more. Uh, but we have to. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good uh, that you're yeah. already trying this. Yeah, Luigi. Yeah, I was, I was going to add that in reality, when we try to grow community on this idea of community. Uh, it was much easier with uh, youth that even with the uh, uh, business community where they would have paid benefits from incentives, but that was not enough for them. Or for the group of the association of youth that we, uh, we met, I mean, for them it was almost immediate. The idea mm -hmm. that community was more important than uh, the single benefit that somebody had. Okay, so youth was immediately very open-minded to, to those very innovative uh, questions compared to, to businesses who are their business to do and uh, anything new is probably also confusing. But um, I, I hope you also ma will manage to involve uh, businesses. What, what about this energy community that you have planned to set up? How will you go about that? What is your plan, Luigi? I guess you, you're the best place to talk about the project. I mean, will you choose uh, public roofs and people can invest in the solar which will be installed on it? Or can people provide their own solar roofs? Or is it only at the stage of awareness raising for the time being? We are in sort of uh, a single step. The first thing that we did was start uh, introducing the... the with the community and uh -huh. we got different type of interest or level of understanding. Then of course we separate the groups uh, according to, to the level of interest but also to the level of knowledge. We have a different approach from the way that we are working with you compared to one that we are working with private individuals or condominium or with businesses, because each one of them has really a different way to, to look at it. So that's what we did already. We are building on this uh, first step of identifying where the potential target to create the community. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, on the parallel uh, time, we also work jointly with you and other cities uh, to write a project that is power up. It was also financed by the EU, uh, where energy community uh, were used to alleviate energy poverty. So we are now at the point where we need to merge the work that we have done with the project so that all this becomes one. And a, a question to the young people, what if, if you could dream of how your cities look like in, in five or ten years and and especially in terms of renewables, how, how would you imagine your cities by then? 
I think like uh, from now to 10 years, uh, a lot uh, has to be, a lot has to change. Uh, from my point of view, I hope that uh, we can uh, become more like uh, a city like uh, like Prague, uh, because we we have to uh, we had the chance to work with them uh, uh, with you with you too, and so uh, we have to be more like them. The institution has to uh, change their mentality and uh, be more open-minded to a lot of things. I think. And uh, also, I think that here we are a small reality, but we can do very much. So mm -hmm. I hope that from now to 10 years, we uh, can see a, a, a change that uh, we all can be proud of. And uh, mm -hmm. that's it. Last year, we welcomed Claudia from the Energy Agency of Modena and Sara from the Italian Cooperative in Ostra during our um, ECF collaboration lab. And they both said, um, well, they talked about the difficulties and the, the obstacles that still remained when you want to set up an energy community. And they talked about the Italian law, which still requires cooperative members to be within the same transformation cabin, which makes it very difficult to actually have a big group of different people because uh, it's just people who are living very close to each other. Is that still the case or has something ch changed? Has the transposition of of the law been, uh, been a bit more effective since last year? Well, uh, that's our main problem still uh, because what was done last year, as you already mentioned, the law uh, in the provision for having this constitutional cabin as the reference to the community, but also they link the incentives to promote the, the, the friends of the community also to this time uh, provision. That means that a very few examples have come in place up to now. In addition, some regions, like in our case, have um, put in their um, law uh, the provision for energy community, but still has delayed uh, the way that energy community can be or cannot be uh, operated in the region. Mm -hmm. So they did not set the law as it is at national level, but they say they will go farther and detail how to do it. That means that to create now an community in, in our region, the Campania region, will be at risk that the, the law provision when it will come may say that that type of situation may not be uh, aligned with the law. So what we are doing we are creating simulation, so we are simulating the potential possible solution, waiting for this law to come out of place. Okay, so uh, it's still a bit difficult and you need to be creative to still manage to have your energy community. I will already ask you the last question of the interview. You participated in this collaboration lab that we organized Thanks to the European Climate Foundation, there you met other cities. There were Valencia and Prague with us. Uh, what are your main takeaways? Well, uh, I'll start with that because 
uh, as Victoria mentioned, I mean, our, our situation is quite different because we are smaller city compared yeah. to Of course, what was very interesting was the fact that uh, uh, in one side, like in the case of Prague, uh, the whole system is more structured, uh, supported also from the institution like university. So there is a, a, a big system in place that, mm -hmm. already, that can support immediately the process. Yeah. But in the same way, Valencia has worked more on the community in this sense, creating an office, creating all the link to facilitate the spread out of the information of communication on this, on this uh, project. So they have a different approach, but both of them are very significant for us because it's part of what we will need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but as I said uh, before, I mean, currently the work that we have done was really to try to make people aware that there is a great potential of uh, using renewable with energy community rather than using renewable only for their own single uh, benefit. So mm -hmm. there is a higher benefit of sharing the production of renewable energy not sharing. It seems to me that you use this opportunity of energy communities rather as a vehicle to improve many other things in your place and to really work with people so that in social, economic, environmental terms, there are things that change. And I think that's a good way because uh, renewable energy as such is probably not the single objective, but there are so many co-benefits coming with it that uh, it makes sense to have this broader picture that you have. Clementina or, or Vittorio? I just had the last thing to name the, the time for them. I mean, in fact, we just finished uh, the first part of June uh, to work with the same group and also with some uh, businesses and more structured associations at national level on similar economy. So, uh, in this moment, the, the work that we have done to share with the community Activity on energy uh, community has opened up new doors to other, uh -huh. to other uh, issues that we need to tackle. So we then react easier from proposals that came from the community to create and to activate other processes at the same time. Um, for me, uh, I personally agree with, uh, with Luigi, he said it all, and uh, uh, we are grateful for the opportunity that we had to work with, uh, with you, to, uh, with, uh, uh, with Prague and Valencia, and uh, we are uh, taking all from you, and uh, we have to get to, to work, and uh, <laughs> to, to all the things, so we we are very grateful to be a part of this this project. Mm -hmm. And also for me, uh, after the international lab, we were enthusiastic, and uh, also for me, we are grateful to you for this opportunity. Uh, and we. We hope uh, to have the possibility to learn uh, more of the uh, 
You are showing us the, the path, so we have to follow it now. Excellent. That's that's a nice conclusion, um, and I really wish you a, a good walk. <laughs> I you have lots of energy, so use this positive energy for implementing all the ideas that you have. And I think it's amazing how you do that with with so many different partners. And and I think it's it's a great opportunity. And as you say, Luigi, you do one step, and there are so many new other paths that can be opened in front of you um, because you you will just discover the landscape with each step that you do so um, thanks a lot to the three of you for your uh, time today and good luck with the remaining work uh, and let's meet the latest in 10 years so that we can check where you are at with the different ideas and projects thanks a lot thanks a lot This episode and the before-mentioned Collaboration Lab were made possible thanks to funding from the European Climate Foundation. The European Climate Foundation is an international non-profit organization and its great team promotes climate and energy policies all over Europe. In 2019, the foundation launched its Energy Democracy Program, which focuses on the support of community energy projects both at the EU and at national levels. Check out their website, europeanclimate.org, europeanclimate.org.